up, everybody? This is Lewis Wembley. And I'm Sinead Wembley. And you're listening to the Marriage from Scratch podcast. Where we talk about our journey from scratch. And we hope that we can help you build your life and your marriage from scratch. All right, well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage from Scratch podcast. What up, though? And this is episode five. Man, yep. we are halfway through season one. Yeah. Season one. We halfway through. And uh, if you all haven't already, do us a favor. Follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Subscribe to our podcast. And, and YouTube. And YouTube. We are on the U. If you can't see me on the audio, we got the U up. We're on the oh, YouTube. Oh, that's a V. Oh, boy, you look. <laughs> your fingers look the <laughs> Anyways. I gotta come up with a name for y'all. I don't know what to call y'all net. What's that? YouTube, our YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it too. I'm thinking about it. We're gonna uh, come up with something. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're gonna work something out. But welcome. If you're listening on all of your audio platforms, we are on all of your digital outlets uh, that you can find podcasts from. And uh, I wanna say again, thank you all and welcome again to Marriage from Scratch. And I'm Lewis Wimbley, joined by Shanae Wimbley. Mm-hmm. And um, before we jump into our episode, we like to do a Truth Is every week. All right. Um, I went first last week, so you wanna go first this week? My truth is I don't like Star Wars, Star Trek, Star you- Nothing. <laughs> don't even put Star in the name. I'm not watching. You don't like Star Trek. You don't like Star Wars. You don't. You, you just. You just. You just. You just threw with the whole. Throwing I all don't away. like it. It's boring. Shanae, it's, it's no, not boring. It's, no, I don't like shows that. Um, like, if it takes too long for it to get good, I would turn it off instantly. Like, Shameless Plug. Well, not Shameless Plug, but um, um WandaVision, The first episode. Was a trash. Drag. It was it was a drag. It was taking long. It took a while. We were like, and I "What's was like, going on?" Um, this can't be Marvel. But that third episode, it started to get good. So yeah. I forgot who who told. I think it was someone like, told us that. I think it was Diamond or, or Tony. Uh, Tony. One and yeah. was like, "Just shout out going. to Diamond and Tony." That's that's so. <laughs> <laughs> we just dropping names. Right. <laughs> we do that. I realize we do that a lot. We do. We, we don't do. even be paying attention because we got we good friends with these people. So you know. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's horrible. I love Star Wars. I love all the Star Wars movies. I love all the Star Trek movies. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, you should be ashamed for watching that. Anyway, my truth is, and I don't mind telling this, and don't judge me, don't look at me any type of way. Uh, I think this was like six years ago. I had, um, joined this private Facebook group and, um, it was the Beehive and I just got kicked off the group like last year. I got a notification saying you have been removed from the Beehive or something like that. I think I got put off because I didn't answer the security questions. Like they was asking stuff like, "What's she saying at Coachella?" I'm like, "What's a Coachella?" <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to get put out. I thought Coachella was a class on a plane. I said they got new planes. Like they got new class like that. I thought it was just coaching economy. Talking about Coachella. <laughs> What's a Coachella? Anyway, so that's my no. truth. He make it hard to do this podcast with him. <laughs> That's what truth is. I then I got put off the Beehive, and I'm trying to get back in the Beehive. So if y'all got any tickets or you know what, where the Beehive is, mean that please. He's a fraud. Don't let him. Please let me know. I know all her songs. No, you Rock don't. the boat. Um, oh, <laughs> what you laughing at? I'm not laughing. I'm 
in disgust. I know all Rock her songs. Rock the boat. Work, 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 work. Uh, I could go on and on. I, I, you know what? Let's not do this on this podcast. Let's do another. <laughs> no, you not. Let's doing not do this because I, I don't want to reveal all my fanaticalism that I have for the Beehive. You know, so no. So shout out to the Beehive. What is that? A bee. That's not a bee. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into this episode, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit. Um, something that we wanted to discuss in your relationship journey and those that are kind of in that courting, dating, you know, mm-hmm. self-discovery stage, mm-hmm. if I should say, and in your marriage, mm-hmm. today's episode is entitled Pain Tolerance. Mm-hmm. When is enough enough? Mm. Now, that's something we need to talk about. And it's all up to you. Yep, it's all up to you. Your pain tolerance determines everything in a relationship. And you don't realize it, but you can have a high pain tolerance Mm -hmm. because of your journey. So let me go ahead and jump out the gate and say this. Your life's journey determines your pain tolerance. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like... Can I use for an example? Uh, Unless you want to use an example Can I pop you a few times? I'm going to use Shanae as Uh, my example. I'm going to thump her a little bit here. Let me thump you too. <laughs> but if I if I if if I have a low pain tolerance, the the moment she does anything to me, I'm going to sound an alarm. I'm going to mm-hmm. say something. I'm going to react a certain way. I'm going to do something. I'm going to jerk. I'm going to yell. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to even respond. I'm going to push her back, hit her back, or something, because I have a low t- pain tolerance. But when you have a high pain tolerance, when you have a high pain tolerance, somebody could be doing something against you mm-hmm. but because you're so accustomed to pain you don't even realize that this person is just doing this you got a little bit too close <laughs> i'm just letting you know <laughs> i you can't even tell if i'm doing it you can't, you can't, it's love bites remember episode one no but if you got a high pain if you got a high pain tolerance you're not going to feel the blows of their remarks their their lack of prioritizing you, their mm-hmm. lack of valuing you, mm-hmm. and ultimately your life's journey again produces your pain tolerance. So you gotta monitor your pain tolerance. You gotta monitor. Go ahead. You about to say something? Uh, I was, but it don't make sense no more. So I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> you gotta monitor your pain tolerance <laughs> because if you don't monitor your pain tolerance, you'll you'll likely endure stuff and like situations. And like relationships and like behavior from people that you should leave, mm-hmm. but because you have a high pain tolerance, you're dealing with it, you're enduring it, you're staying, you're tolerating it because you don't feel the effects of it. And mm-hmm. and honestly, this is where a lot of couples, if I can say, a lot of couples get them find themselves stuck and lost, or fall off, or fall off because yeah. because. The, the, their partner is saying one thing to them, mm-hmm. but they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. But because they haven't dealt with their own pain, mm-hmm. they've developed a high tolerance for what their partner is doing. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what ends up happening is you date. You, you Instead of you being with this beautiful whatever, however you want to describe your partner, your spouse, you're, they turn into a punching bag. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, pain tolerance can be passed down too. 
it can be passed down too. That's very true. So if you come from a high tolerant pain tolerance family, mom was mom dealt with a lot of pain, dad dealt with a lot of pain, relationship pain, marital pain, grandparental pain, all that stuff. That stuff is passed down. So now you're in college, high school, and you meet Junebug, you meet, you know, Sade Now. You know Bug. what I'm saying? You know, pretty Ricky Now, you know what I'm saying? And you know, next Did thing you Did you know, say Sade? Sade, you know, just somebody that just know, you know what I mean? Just throwing names out. I mean, I'm, I didn't want to use the Lewis. Singer? Who? The singer Sade. Is the singer named Sade? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, no, yeah. No, 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 no. So that needs to be your next truth is. Truth is, Lewis don't know no Dusty. Sade. I know Sade. I know Sing Sade. one of her songs. I know Sing one of her songs Sade. right now. Um, 10 seconds. 10. I got to sing it. Nah. Uh, Give me the name. You take Monday, Thursday. Eight. I take Saturday, oh, Sunday. On the weekend. That's SZA. That's who? SZA. Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make this girl a, a Friday meal? <laughs> Saturday, six, five. Okay, okay, wait, wait, four, wait, 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 wait. Three. Okay, okay. okay. Um, um, <laughs> you know, I like it like that. <laughs> no. I don't know no songs. What's the hit song then? What's the song? Taboo. You gave me the, you gave me the sweetest taboo. Yeah, I mean that's good. Yeah, that's that probably was a hit in this day, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, smooth operator, smooth operator, smooth operator. Nah, I'm. I, it's not. It's not. This what I'm talking about. It's not. So it's up to me to implant music in my kids. No, they're gonna have it naturally because of their father. No, because you don't know nothing. I can dance. I have rhythm. Let's get back to the podcast, <laughs> to the episode, <laughs> because. Oh, that's funny. No, seriously, though, paid tolerance can be passed on. I'm glad you said that. It could be a generational thing. Mm-hmm. So you got to monitor. You got to monitor your level of pain, because if you don't, you're going to find yourself enduring situations and things that you should have left a long time ago the worst thing is to be in an in a abusive verbally emotionally relationship but you don't feel it because it's not the same level of pain that you came out of mm-hmm. so i i know this is about relationships but this also go uh, go along with jobs mm-hmm. uh residency mm-hmm. yep this this goes along the lines of almost everything, because you develop a, a you develop a cope mechanism with with dealing with situations. You don't speak up, you don't say anything, mm-hmm. and it's ultimately because you have a high pain tolerance. I wasn't gonna take it here, but it's one of the number one things that's wrong with the black community. It is. It is. It's, we are the black community has a high level of pain. Because we we've a, been through hell and back. We got a man. <laughs> the black community has such a high pain tolerance. <laughs> We sit here look. We, I mean, we we fall for anybody to come with, 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 you know. We always in a toxic relationship. We in a toxic relationship with politics. We in a toxic relationship with our churches. We, with each other. With each other because we got a high pain tolerance. Yep. I mean, even physically. Now, I am not. I hate pain physically. I cannot mm-hmm. endure pain. Mm-hmm. Shanae, however, can deal with an enormous amount of pain 
for to a certain extent. To a certain extent, that's right. Because I'll pop some no, painkillers in a minute. No, you you will. You, I'm saying like you can deal with pain. If you speak about your pain, it's because it's getting unbearable. Right. It's opposite for me. The second <laughs> the second something start twitching, you know I'm I'm. Can you kiss my elbow? Can you rub? Can you rub my back? Can you? Or you can't be a father. <laughs> Lewis, can you get the boys? My head. <laughs> what they got to do with your hand? No, I, I just, I have a low pain tolerance, y'all. I'm a sucker. I'm literally like, I'm horrible when it comes to shots, needles, medicine, anything of that nature. I just have a horrible, I have a low pain, physical pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the catch. Well, I said that to say this. Because of my low pain tolerance, Anything that looks like pain, I sound an alarm. Mm-hmm. I get fearful, even if it hasn't happened to me yet. Mm-hmm. So you got two sides of the extreme. You got one side that has such a high pain tolerance that they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And you got another side that has such a low pain tolerance that the image of pain makes them just go off. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a healthy middle in between. Like, mm-hmm. And I think, I think in relationships, we have to find a healthy middle ground for our pain. Yeah. I think it starts by first talking about our personal pain. Like mm-hmm. the loss of loved ones. Like you've shared with me. Your genesis. Right. Your beginning. Your genesis. You've shared with me the loss of family members. You shared with me the loss of your godmother. You shared with me. And I've shared with you people that were vital in my life that I've lost. And it, 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 if we don't talk about our pain, our pain will attract people that will take advantage of it. Oh, of course. Yeah. For sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Our our pain is like a magnet. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't realize it, but we getting the same friends. We have the same relationships. Our, pa- our pain is like the lion that's, that see the Giselle cross the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, our pain is like a magnet. It's just summoning and drawing people that are like us, that have went through what we went through. And until we talk about it, mm-hmm. we'll never heal and overcome it so that we can manage our pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing we got to talk about, too, is what are the signs of the beginning of a painful situation? Mm-hmm. Um, if I can say it like this, I think, number one, that it starts subtle. It starts yeah. very subtle. You don't mm-hmm. feel it. You don't see it. You ignore the warning signs. It's the little things that become big things. It's, it's. Go ahead. It's small uh, stuff. That's, that's why they say uh, the uh, little the white. Yeah, yeah, but the the white lies. Right, right. The right. white lies always turn into those big uncontrollable lies. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. It's the little things and those subtle things in your relationships. Is, is, is pulling you deeper into a pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's subtle. You don't see it. You don't realize it. Right. Um, not only is it subtle, uh, but it will also reflect in your circles. And I just said that <laughs> earlier, but it reflects in your circles. So it starts to like, your pain looks like your friends. Mm-hmm. And now, not only are you going through this, but your your right hand is going through this, and this person is going through this. And... Or your right hand is the one that calls it. Right, right. Like, uh, one of my favorite shows out right now is All American. And on All American, um, Spencer was talking about how, uh, dang, 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 what's her name, what's her name? 
Just make them a name. You know I don't like that. I don't want to make them a name. I just want the real name. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, his princess best best friend. I can't think of her name right now, but um, his best friend. He had to come to a point, and he was talking to his therapist, and his par- his therapist told him to find out where his stuck point was. And your pain can be your stuck point, That's which could true. be a friend, a family member, a yep. boyfriend, yep. whatever. Yep, that's true. That's true. Like tracing the origin of your pain will help you realize who should it be. Coop. I knew it was going to come to me. I'm sorry. What's, what's her her name? name is Coop. Her name is Coop? Yeah. Like hop in the Coop? Like, like Cooper. Oh, like Cooper. Okay, yeah. Okay. But yeah, your pain, if you don't trace the source of your pain, what's going to happen is it's going to reflect in your relationships. And ultimately... The, the thing that we got to look at when it comes to dating and relationships and marriage is you can have such a high pain tolerance even in a marriage mm-hmm. that you deal with treatment and you deal with certain types of things from your spouse that you don't correct or check. Right. And I think for us, for us at the beginning of our marriage, we had to, we had to constantly check each other. So that we can make the adjustments needed so we wouldn't be into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. But it was because I could have a high pain tolerance for one thing and have a low pain tolerance for another. Mm-hmm. And it could be vice versa for you. So, so looking at the landscape of relationships, that pain tolerance, it, it determines almost everything moving forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the question becomes, when is enough enough? Yeah. Which, like I said earlier, that's up to you. Exactly. Because people can only get away with what you let them get away with. That's true. Very true. That's true. So if you don't, if you don't know, and but and then another thing too, when enough becomes enough, what's going to be your response? Mm-hmm. How are you going to? Are you going to be triggered? Are you going to yell? Are you going to scream? Are you going to fight? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to respond? You know, like so you got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You can't let you can't let yourself get to the place. Of enough is enough. You gotta build. You gotta build spaces for you to be able to communicate everything that's going on in your heart and everything that's going on in your mind and everything that's going on in your soul, mm-hmm. so that you can properly engage one another. Because if you don't, you're gonna explode at the random place. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the most awkward place. Just it's just gonna come out of nowhere, you know. But it's because you have a high pain tolerance. Yeah. You know, but it just sometimes it just takes that one thing that tips you over and pushes you to a place where you're like, okay, whatever. It's like that uh that big bucket at Wisconsin. Oh, it's yeah. filled up with so it's much water. water. It is, it's always that last one. You just stand there waiting oh, for it to splash that. all over you. Uh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And that's literally how life is, you know. Um, so it starts subtle, and then it looks like and then it reveals itself in your circles. Um, but here's another thing that high pain tolerance people go through. You about to say something? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, are we talking about um, like settling or whatever? Yeah. Um, I know with us, like I, I don't know if we said it in another pocket, whatever. But um, no, I did say it in one of the episodes that you were one of the best relationships I've been in. So, with that being said. It was some stuff that you would do that I just wouldn't say, I wouldn't complain about, just because 
Don't shake your head. For everybody that's not watching on YouTube, he's shaking his head like he don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, he would do stuff, and I really wouldn't say anything because it was it was the best relationship I was in. Right. So you tolerate that, too. When, although that may be the case, you still need to say something. Right. Whether... Right. right. Whether it's small, big, whatever. Right. And and, and and not only do you need to say something, I think also, too, you got to realize that pain has the potential to shape you. Mm-hmm. Like, pain can reshape you. Mm-hmm. It can repackage you. Mm-hmm. It can make you fit spaces that you wasn't designed to fit in. Mm-hmm. But because your soul is crying out for love, acceptance... You will fit in spaces you wasn't designed to fit in. Yeah, for sure. It, like Nathan. Let's talk about Nathan for a second. Oh, gosh. So, Nathan. Kidding. Nathan is in that growing stage. He's six. He'll be seven in June. Yeah. He's outgrowing every pair of shoes he gets. Mm-hmm. Like, like outgrowing it. The other day, he says, Dad, he says, these shoes are uncomfortable. I said, why? He said, I don't have no, I don't have no room in my toes. <laughs> he said, my toes don't have any room. I said, oh, okay, we're going to make some new shoes. And he said, okay. He, I said, I said, can you can you put them on today? Can you deal with it? He said, yeah, but I won't be able to run. And as funny as that is for him to say that, there's a rev- it makes yeah, it, it's it a makes rev- a lot of sense. It's a revelation in that. Yeah, we will tolerate pain temporarily, even though if even though it may cost us enjoyment, mm-hmm. we'll squeeze into something that we outgrew. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize we're just, we keep squeezing into it. We keep squeezing into it. We keep squeezing. And little by little, we're losing our enjoyment. Yeah. We're, that's lo- good. we're losing our, we're losing our love for life. We're mm-hmm. losing our adventure. We're losing our interest. Mm-hmm. Because we forced ourselves to fit in spaces that we outgrew. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, another thing that, uh, since we talk about Nathan, something else, we, we try to take every, Everything you make it to a lesson for That's Nathan. A lesson, yeah. So um, Nathan does puzzles for leisure time after work or right. whatnot, and um, Nathan always he he likes to hurry up and get the picture done just so he can look at it. Right. But I'm he so he he take a piece that he know don't fit right there <laughs> and try to shove it in there. And we're always telling Nathan, like, Nathan, stop trying to shove a puzzle piece that don't fit. Right. Because what's going to happen right. is you're going to break the puzzle pieces. Right. And once you break the puzzle pieces, you can't finish you can't the puzzle. It. You can't finish the puzzle. You got to throw the piece away. Got to throw it away. Right. So stop trying to fit in where you don't fit in. Right, right, right. Go where it's supposed to go and solve all your problems. You Exactly. Uh, Isaac was saying, you got to love what love you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Isaac Tyron, Teresa Tyron. If y'all haven't subscribed to their podcast too, they have a podcast as well. The Better Together, Better podcast. Together podcast. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. You 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 try to force yourself into spaces, and then here's another thing we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. We are constantly always changing. Mm-hmm. So remember, what, remember what I said. Pain can change you and shape you, right? Mm-hmm. And if pain has the ability to shape you, reshape you, then love and healing has the ability to reset you. Yeah. So what happens when 
God, church, family, freedom, whatever that looks like, whatever you, whatever brings you fulfillment. What happens when you feel free, when you feel healed, when you feel like there's something being restored in you right? and you still stuck with, you're still with, with Bobo now and he's trying to talk to you the same way he has always. always yeah. And it, it used to work, but you got healed. Mm-hmm. And because you got healed in this place in your life, you forgave your father, you forgave your sister, you forgave your brother, you forgave da 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 whatever that looks like. Now the relationship has a different perspective because you're not that same person that you were when you met this person. You you change. Mm-hmm. So if pain has the power to reshape you, then love has the power to reset you. Mm-hmm. And I think I think enough is enough happens. We reach that place when either Two things. Either we're coming into the reality of who we really are. Right. Or we are fed up with how we're being treated. Mm-hmm. And it's making us explode. It's making us just go off. It's making us just go into rant tantrums and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 so pain tolerance, it starts subtle. It starts subtle. Things you don't consider, things you don't look at, things you don't, you know what I mean? It, just, it starts very, very subtle. And then it reflects itself in your circles, in your relationships, with your friends, with your family, um, with people that you love, people that you look up to, people that look up to you. Mm-hmm. It reflects. It starts to become a mirror in your life. But then I think I think lastly, what, what happens in the pain tolerance mode is you compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Not lastly, but you compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So if you don't deal with your pain tolerance, you will compartmentalize pain in your life, and you'll you'll just put it in the shelf, and you'll just file it, save, and keep on going. Yeah. But you don't. What what happens is, your stored away trauma turns into baggage. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Your stored away trauma turns into baggage. Like, like it, it just it turns into trust issues. It turns into control issues. Yeah. It turns into rejection issues, and it's really because you have stored away all of your pain. Mm-hmm. But what happens is the closet not only starts to outgrow, not only does the pain starts to outgrow the closet, but what happens is there starts to come a stench from it. Mm-hmm. You start to smell it. You start to see it. And that's what happens in people's lives. You stuffed all that stuff in there for so long without talking about it. Now it's affecting your children, your money, your relationships. And that's one of the signs we got to deal with, with compartmentalization. Like, don't compartmentalize. Don't compact. Don't 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 ignore moments of tension. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I want to also say, um, with compartmentalizing, um, it can also put you in a place of autopilot, mm. to where you're just you're just moving. You're not even. Um, yeah. You're not even uh, attentive of right, right, what you're right. doing. Um, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, uh, um, right. <laughs> I'm not a what you call, what is uh, a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I think compartmentalizing. I'm well because we so in some point we need to compartmentalize. Right. Uh, compartmentalize. Right. We need to. You need it throughout your day, but to the point where you're on autopilot can make you go into what they call cognitive dissonance. Dissonance, right. That's good.
I just got, I, you just opened up a whole nother can. So you, so you basically saying if you compartmentalize too long, you're going to, you're going to become detached from all of your, basically your personal life. Basically. You're going to detach yourself from your decisions, your moods, your, your, your relationships, your, your actions, your behavior. And, 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 and honestly, that's how people be developing these split personalities too. Mm-hmm. Because their pain is so high that they don't realize they're on the verge of like, Creating an alter ego. Like, I know that sounds funny if you're listening, mm-hmm. but it's real. You know what I mean? Like, don't stuff. And like, I like what you said. There is a level of compartmentalization we have to do. Like, if you're at the job and, you know, somebody says something to you crazy, you can't go off. You know what I mean? You got to right. compartmentalize that and deal with it later. Right. But if you're doing that in your relationships, it's going it's going to affect you way down the line. It's going to affect you way more in more ways than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um so how how I guess I guess the question then becomes is how do we pull that stuff out of the boxes? And and is our relationships able to deal with what comes out of that box? And does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Um it would it would definitely show you if your relationship is able to deal with it or not. Cause sometimes you think that uh well, I have that type of relationship with this person, so right. I can speak freely or right. I can uh, I can think freely, and then you find out you really don't, <laughs> and <laughs> right. they they can't handle they can't you know. Handle it. So I don't know. It's I, I I think I think I think the 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 the, the uh, aspiration to reveal is is where it starts, mm-hmm. and I think you got to almost like. Coach your spouse before you reveal those things. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you got to prepare them. Like, hey, I got to get some of my chest. I get some of my heart. I, I've been a lot of stuff to come back to my mind, and I, I, I need to just get it off. And I don't want you to judge me. Look at me. I was just gonna say that a lot of times, Louis say, "I got to tell you something," so I don't want you to judge me. Right, right. I do it all the time. Hey, don't judge me. What am I about to say? And the reason why is because if. If you if you don't if you can't handle what's in my box, mm-hmm. then that means that you probably can't handle my process to overcome it. And mm-hmm. and that honestly is where we are in our relationships. Yeah. Um. So, like I said earlier, so if if they can't handle what's in your box, then that might mean they can't handle the process that gets you healed. Yeah. So so so, so now you have to start to have the internal question that says. Where can I heal? Right. And where can I deal with this pain tolerance? Because this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and say this again. Pain might be a part of life, but pain tolerance is not something you need to become one with. Right. Like high pain tolerance is not a normality. It should never be looked at as something that everybody deals with. It should never be taken to the point where everybody, oh, everybody has these problems in their marriage. Well, some people have some problems. But there are some problems in a marriage that should not be. Mm. So we, we got to have the internal conversations now to say, man, what is the level of my pain? And is this dysfunctional to have this high level pain tolerance in my marriage? Mm-hmm. Because I'm, 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 I'm letting my wife treat me, speak to me, do things to me that I'm not saying nothing back to because of my high, to- my high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. And we've compartmentalized all of that. Mm-hmm. And so now the box is coming out. Now the closet is leaking over. And now we're showing it up in our relationships. Yeah. Um, so we we talked a lot about that, that pain tolerance. I, I think the thing we got to kind of like tie in there is 
how do we become aware of dysfunctional pain tolerance? Mm -hmm. And I think it happens when we get around people who are actually healed in their own lives and in their journeys. Yeah. So I can't see what's wrong with me if I'm surrounded by people who can't see what's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. But the minute I find a community that is a group of marriages, couples, that's whole, that's loving each other, that's growing in their journey, that's embracing one another, that's overcoming challenges, and that's being transparent and honest, now I'm able to see, whoa, 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 whoa. This should have never been a part of me mm-hmm. because I'm listening to whole couples and holistic people speak about their marriages. And now it's making me see I, I'm dealing with stuff I don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And um, there's a difference between comparison and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like le- not leveling, but right, right. I what you're like because you could hear other people talk and they. Like cultivating, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's different between comparison and cultivating because yeah. you can hear others talking, and right. you realize that's okay. That's that's not healthy. Right. We got to talk about this. Right. And then there's a difference between talking to somebody and then you go, "Well, my marriage don't do this. Why don't you do that? Right. Why don't so? Right. You have to be uh, mature. Right. To Figure out the difference between comparison. the two. Right, comparison and cultivating. And cultivation, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's really good. Because if you, and if depending on how the people, how people reach to you or talk to you, it'll let you know where they are. Mm-hmm. Because if you're comparing your journey, your travel time and all this stuff, that's different versus how do you, how come you don't just communicate this to your wife? You should tell your wife, da 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 da. Right. You know, that's cultivating a, a, a healthy. Seeing, right. That's seeing know. why I'm wrong. Right, right. And where I need to grow at. Right. Right. And right. rather than complaining right. about what we don't get. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the mirror now, the mirror that's needed to get me to see what's inside of me is 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 actually healthy people mm-hmm. or healthy relationships or healthy couples mm-hmm. or strong couples, strong communities. This is the only way you're going to realize you have a high pain tolerance. Yeah. And unfortunately, what people tend to do dramatically is when they awaken and they wake up to that pain tolerance, they leave. They they leave marriages. Yeah. They it's a dramatic exit. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell everybody that's watching this: there is a way to work out the indifferences and the pain that you're experiencing, even in your marriage. You don't have to end it. There's a way to work it out. Um, and if there is a way to if there, if the other person is willing to endure the process. Right. You know, then you have something to build from. Um, but a lot of people wake into their t- pain tolerance and they realize they don't have, they've been dealing with stuff they should have never been dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. again, I said Which it is early, your definition of enough. Which, which is your definition of enough. Mm-hmm. So your enough is enough is I'm out. Mm-hmm. Or you stay, but you check out emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally. Or your enough is... I said, we're not doing that no more. We're right. seeking, we're getting help. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Your enough is all right. Let's let's go sit down with somebody to help us get over this. So so yeah, that's but it's, good. It's ultimately based up to you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Your enough is on you. And we can only get you to see it. We can only speak into it. But your enough is enough is 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 is, is based upon you mm-hmm. and what you are willing and ready to deal with and overcome and face in your journey. 
Yeah. So, so. All right, we're going to wrap this episode up. We've been talking about some good stuff. This was episode five. I mean, this was really good. I, I can go on and on about this topic. And um, uh, even psycho- like psychologically speaking, there's a lot of ramifications that go into pain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even, I mean, I could go on and on and on about that, but, but again, you all, this has been a great episode and this is Marriage from Scratch episode five and y'all do us a favor. Let us know your thoughts on this. This episode was really sober because mm-hmm. you're dealing with pain. You're dealing with emotional trauma. You're dealing with so much different, you know, issues. And, uh, uh, we tried to make sure that we were very, very delicate with how we spoke about this topic. Uh, but at the same time, there was a lot of nuggets that you can take out of this topic. So, um, yeah, y'all like subscribe. Mm-hmm. Give us a review. Last time you said, inbox you and say, yo. Oh, I said, what up, though? <laughs> what up, yo? Uh, if you finish this episode, go to our last post and say, uh, dope. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or, dope. Or, oh, or, that was dope. Or, or, right, right. Episode five was dope. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. that looked like. Uh, but again, thank y'all so much. I'm Lewis Wembley, and I'm joined by my lovely wife. Shanae Wembley. And this is the Marriage from Scratch Mm -hmm. podcast. We out.